Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And we are back at it after a week off. Uh, we had to thank uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, Morden Solis, for his uh, <laughs> gracious sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, but on the third day, he did rise again, so that's, that's get, oh. getting too adjacent. Uh, <laughs> it's not even adjacent, it just fully is. Um, hello, Kim, how's it going? <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> it's been good. Having a great day. Very mm. excited for the Love is Blind live uh, <gasps> finale, or not the finale, the reunion oh. tonight. Um I'm yeah, I almost did a love is blind themed bullshit, but I couldn't I couldn't get the pieces to, mm. to fit together. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of where my brain is at today. How are you doing? I'm good. We adopted a dog. Um, so yeah. I'm in I'm in dog mode, which has been fun. But uh, that's so exciting. Tiring. And it's been really hot, which is Oh, just no. been something today is like a perfectly temperature day having a great time that's so funny that you're having like very hot weather because out here in LA right now it's like unseasonably cool uh -huh. and we had rain this week which like we usually don't get rain in like April right um so yeah it's um it's interesting time climate change comes for us all mm -hmm. anyway. um <laughs> Welcome Cooper to the the asynchronous family. Is yes, welcome Cooper. I, Congratulations, AJ. He may or may not start like banging on the door because I've got it closed, but he might just be excellent hanging out uh, downstairs. But yeah, uh, but that's not why we're here today. To talk about our lives. You don't want to hear about that. <laughs> we're talking about Mass Effect again, baby. Today we're only talking about the Omega DLC and a little bit of the Normandy catch up stuff that we didn't hit on last uh, episode. I'm excited to talk about it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, <laughs> are you, are you yeah. I, I haven't I having played this now for like, I guess the third time I have oh. an interesting relationship with the CLC now, I think. I'm curious um, to hear because I feel like me too. I'm curious to talk about it. Yeah, well, because <laughs> we'll I, I surprised myself. <laughs> oh, OK, cool, cool, cool. With my uh, feelings. There are some feelings in this game. Just like mm -hmm. every mission. I'm like, who's going to die this time? Uh, and I did. Anyway, we will talk about when we get there. But before yeah. we get there, Kim, <laughs> what mm -hmm. what bullshit do you have for us this week? I'm begging you. So I played this DLC all in one go last night because I <laughs> didn't play it sooner. Because, again, so like the love is blood uh, reunion is tonight, but the right. finale came out on Friday. So like I had to watch it uh -huh. on Friday night, which is when I intended to play the game. Um, so I had to play the game last night at the last minute and it was late and I didn't have a bullshit. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I'm like getting ready for bed kind of, but like thinking oh, of no. ideas and then like, like a light of, of a bolt of lightning out of the blue, it hits me and I have an idea and I just, I lay in bed and I just typed it all out and it just like, <laughs> it just came so naturally, so organically. Okay. Um, I love that. This is, who of the Mass Effect squad mates would be most likely to successfully recruit me to an MLM? Oh. Which is, there's two elements to this, which is A, how likely they are to get into an MLM mm -hmm. to begin with, mm -hmm. and then B, how persuasive they'd be mm -hmm. for me specifically. The answer might be different for you and for all of our listeners. Certainly. So we can just dive in. Um, Legion would immediately run the numbers mm -hmm. on an MLM and know that the math isn't mathing. And so 
they would not MLM. I think you seem to have a different opinion in your face right now. I feel like Legion would run the numbers and realize he could make the math work for only <laughs> or sorry, they could make the math work for only them. <laughs> yeah that's uh, possible and if their goal was to make money which i don't think that's in legion's mo at all um mm-hmm. i think that they would <laughs> they would end up owning this company but i For feel sure. like also this could be true kind of about any business due to legions you know Legion would be uh, a very successful business owner. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if that's what they wanted to do. Mind for the finance. Mind for finance. <laughs> maybe a legion maybe a legion would do crypto like a very successful legion coin <laughs> uh, i was i was thinking they'd just invest but you're suggest you seem to be suggesting that they would they would mint a coin uh, part of me feels like they would indeed mint a coin <laughs> incredible because they could they could um, control it's it's a decentralized market that's how but you it's, get on top of the mlm right sorry yes. go here's another dog barking <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> jacob would mlm i yes. could just like i i could see him doing it yes. um but he would not convince me because i don't have enough respect for him okay <laughs> um miranda yeah, would mlm because she would get in she would do like she'd be in at the top she she has like enough control and influence and like she's the elite already you know mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. so she would she would like be at the top of the, she might start an mlm you know oh. um and so she'd actually make money um <laughs> yeah. she's not above it morally i don't think at all no but i think that her sales pitch would be so like hustle culture based mm. that it would ironically have the opposite effect of rather than drawing me in make me feel like i don't like i don't have what it takes for this kind of life you know like i don't have the grind set required to to succeed the way that miranda succeeds at at mlming yeah i i i think i totally agree with you um about both jacob and miranda but i think jacob does not garner that much conversation mm-hmm. in this in this specific instance yeah she would be the most miranda would be the most toxic like you know the the whole way these things work is the one person then two friends and then their two friends two friends and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. oh yeah should we explain what an mlm is yeah i guess I, I guess no yeah it's a yeah so multi-level marketing uh and then i believe people have added the word scheme to the end of it i think mm-hmm. it's normally just I called have. an mlm well i just I, I think generally that is like uh the society it's a pyramid scheme it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> like, yeah. like literally yeah uh but it's like one person so there's like a big company that owns all this stuff and then one person product product thank you stuff yeah product is a better word uh and then a person can decide i would like to buy some of this product from this company and then i'm going to take that product and sell it at a premium so that i will be making some money from it and then i'll send the rest back to the company but then you also make money yeah i was just gonna say that part of the business model does not make anybody any money. <laughs> oh yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough. It, it yeah, out. like the the real money is in the next part that you were about to. That's explain. right. I was just describing regular business <laughs> where you buy products and sell them for premium. No, but like that is it's an essential component of this, but it's yes. also essential to explain that like that is all a farce. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. So you're 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 netting zero here. You are paying as much as you are mm-hmm. selling this these products for but you can decide 
I would like to run my own little business via the product from this big company. Let me hire two of my friends, quote unquote, hire two of my friends mm -hmm. as employees. Uh, and then those two friends can do the same thing with two of their friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's that creates the pyramid, because uh, if you draw mm -hmm. it all out, you know, it's an exponential thing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the buy in when you are like recruited into an MLM, you pay a significant amount of money that not only goes to the bigger company, but also the person who recruited you gets a cut yes. and the person who recruited them gets a cut. <laughs> yes. And so the idea is if you're at the top of the pyramid, you're making bank and you're having a great life and mm -hmm. everybody at the bottom is not actually making any money. Mm -hmm. That's an MLM. <laughs> yeah, that is an MLM. Um, it's it's like the recruiting bonuses that actually like drive what makes this a profitable business. Right. It's not then, the product itself. And they they encourage people to continue, um, you know, starting their own whatever you whatever, whatever they decide to call the like small business, quote unquote, <laughs> that you have created here. But they encourage people to do this by like this person can now drives a Lamborghini that we gave mm -hmm. them for free that says like Avon <laughs> really big on the side of it. Yeah. But that's like the top zero 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 or point zero 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 one percent of people in this uh in involved in this scheme uh, are, mm -hmm. are actually making that uh, amount of money. Yeah, I I just have to um, I, I just started like hysterically laughing yeah. about 30 seconds ago. And I remember that this is a podcast about video games. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so that's what a multi-level marketing scheme yes. is, or an MLM. That's what we're talking about. Yes, Miranda <laughs> definitely involved. Miranda-level marketing scheme. I think Miranda uses her Cerberus resources and her just like general intimidation factor to get her network to be absolutely huge. Oh, so she is raking right. it in. Mm -hmm. uh, Anyone and, who yeah. falls under her in the like Cerberus hierarchy, which is like most of them <laughs> is like pressured. Cerberus, <laughs> Cerberus is now just an MLM. Yeah. Oh yeah. My Everybody God. gets involved because Miranda like very strongly pressures all of them. Yes. To get involved and, and forces them to sell like, you know, X amount of product and mm -hmm. bring in at least one new person a month or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, good for you, girl, Ross. Um, next up, Tali. I think she's too smart to MLM. I think mm. she like she she went on a pilgrim pilgrimage. She is worldly. She knows about the world, and I think she can she can sniff the scheme out. That is too bad for Mary Kay because I'd follow her to the moon and back. Yeah. I if like if Tali asked me to MLM, I'd be like, girl, where do I sign? Like, she's got the charisma. Done. No questions asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do feel like her not like her, her knowing enough about MLMs to not join one, I think has to be a symptom of her almost joining one or like joining <laughs> one for like a month and then being like, wait. Yeah, that's fair. How does this know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she sniffs it out pretty quick. Yeah. Garrus, I think he might do it because he wouldn't like he'd hear the pitch and be like, all right. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I think he would half ass it. So he wouldn't like he wouldn't make any money off of it. And so if he even tried to recruit me, I don't think that he would like really put put his whole pussy into it. Sure. And so I don't 
I don't think that that Garrus. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. You did. I it wasn't even his like Garussi or anything. It was just. <laughs> I mean, Garussi would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm anyway. Yeah, I, I'm just yeah. looking now. I, I looked up the phrase um, MLMs for men. Um, <laughs> Because I feel sure. like de- depending <laughs> on the MLM, I think Garrus could be tricked into like really caring about like if there was one yeah, for like guns or something or like various types, <laughs> like there there are like men's monthly boxes, like bespoke posts mm-hmm. or whatever that are like, we sent you a knife for some yeah. reason. And it's like every month is like another man. Oh, I guess thing. Beachbody could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never heard of the rest of these, to be honest. Yeah, they're all just kind of supplements or like various CBD oil things. <laughs> yeah. The cocoa exchange. Okay, no, that's just chocolate, actually. Oh, okay. It's... I could, I would, hmm. <laughs> maybe I could do we a chocolate MLM. Maybe we join an MLM. <laughs> Are we about to join an MLM? <laughs> <laughs> that's the bullshit this week is us signing up for MLMs. <laughs> Hold on, I want to read about the cocoa exchange. <laughs> Focus, chocolate. Minimum cost $129. See, they it costs you money. Right, right. Chocolate is a product that ev- everyone can get involved with. Not true. Not everybody can eat chocolate. And the Cocoa Exchange is one of the few MLMs that specializes in this area. Yeah. Uh, the product selection includes a variety of specialty chocolates, such as truffles and filled chocolate. Why, why don't I just go to C's? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, now I really want C's. Anyway, I'm going to close is, this. What is C's? C's is uh, a very California like chocolate company um, that like they they specialize in like their their big thing is like they do like the kind of boxes of chocolate that you would like, you know, buy for like Valentine's Day or whatever with all like the different like caramels and whatever. Um, But like they're really good. This is like not this is not your mom's Russell Stover. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Let's, let's yeah. Continue. Um, okay. But uh, Garris could definitely get you to join an MLM. You specifically. I know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I know he could get me to do anything. Kaden. Um, <laughs> Kaden oh would MLM. Kaden would MLM. He for would. Sure. But I don't think he'd be able to convince me. I just don't think that he's like got the the chutzpah sure you know i don't think he has that special sauce yeah you say no once and he's like mm. yeah i don't think he's a salesman right that's the mm-hmm. um ashley would absolutely mlm mm. uh and i think she like she really fucking believes in it you know like she's she's all in yeah she thinks she's getting the lamborghini oh, but i obviously she wouldn't be able to convince me because i hate her but like also i think that like her her sales pitch would have a lot of like poetry quotes. I was going to say, and yeah. like, yeah, like it would be really, really cringe. <laughs> she would be make, she would be making like, like paragraphs, long posts on like Facebook yeah. or whatever. It's like, I just changed yeah. my life with this product. She, um, uh, she fully I, too would like reach out to everyone she ever knew in high school. Like, Hey girly, how are you doing? Yes. And then the second yes. message is like, I really think that you would be great for this business opportunity. Do you want to be your own boss? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think 
every member of Ashley's family is involved in a different MLM. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's a family-wide <gasps> affair. They oh no. get they like everybody joins them and like gets the others involved. There oh, it's like yeah. they go through phases with different MLMs. All the yeah. sisters, all the Williams sisters are yes. doing it. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. Um Grunt would MLM. Mm. Grunt hears the pitch. He's like, "Yes." That is a great business model. I am in. And here's the thing. I would sign up. I would do it because he's my son and I love him. It's yeah. like buying uh, from a kid's lemonade stand. Right. I, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh, man. I don't know. Honestly, if I'm you tr- would buy from Grunt. No, or I definitely would buy from Grunt. And I definitely would support him. I don't know if he would get involved. I'm trying to think of <laughs> what relevant information he would have been tube fed about none 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 i don't think okir is putting putting and by the way don't join amway in his in his (laughs) little it's not in the tube it's not in there it's not in the tube the tank that's <laughs> the tube i was like that doesn't sound right well, that's um, I said too, yeah no the yeah the the tank imprinting doesn't have anything in there about mlms sure i don't think that the krogans are there yet they don't have the disposable income <laughs> right right to like have invented mlms sure sure They're although i guess they did they did create nuclear bombs so yeah but what comes first the nuclear bomb or the mlm that's such a good question that's the question Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me do some research. Founding of what? Avon. <laughs> yeah. What was the first MLM? The business model. Uh, Avon claims to be the first, having been set up in 1886. So Whoa. the MLM does come before the nuclear bomb. And it lasted through the stock market crash. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, like, was Avon originally an MLM or did that business model mm. appear later? Yeah, I feel like they could have started out as just like a cosmetics business. And then some fucker mm-hmm. was like, we could make way more money if we actually didn't pay any of our employees. They just sort of skip door to door salespeople. Yeah, so they don't still- really say I'll have to look this up on my own time. Yeah. But um, with the information available to us. Maybe the maybe there is a history of Krogan MLMs as part of the tank maybe. Uh, imprinting. Maybe so. In in the in which case, yes, I agree with you. Grunt would not would not get involved. Yeah, but in the world where nuclear war does actually cause a massive fallout, the MLMs do not mm-hmm. survive that. <laughs> Very true. I agree with that. Um. Anyway, Kasumi would not join an MLM, but no. what she would do is seal the MLM product. And sell it on eBay and actually make money off of it. Yeah. Maybe she would Robin Hood the proceeds, like give them to people who like lost money in the MLM Mm -hmm. who like need to get back on their feet. I don't know. Yeah. But all I know is she could convince me to to join in on whatever the scheme is. Definitely. I think she would do something akin to like, you know, hacking into their databases or whatever, making her self Mm -hmm. or what whoever she's working with like the mo- the highest earner ever yeah. or like the fastest you know zero to a hundred person ever mm-hmm. so they will get face to face time with the ceo and then be able to like murder them or you know <laughs> blackmail them in some way you know i love that yeah uh where's the where, where, that dlc where, yeah where's the kasumi mlm uh <laughs> companion novel please 
Yeah. Okay. We have a a new uh, pitch to Bioware. <laughs> um, or to the Zaid- AO3, uh, the AO3. <laughs> yeah, <crowd>. or AO3. <laughs> uh, Zaid mm. would MLM mm. and lose his entire shirt. And his sales pitch would be whining about how badly he needs to recruit somebody to start recouping his losses, which obviously would fail miserably. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Zaid's like ambivalence toward the person trying to sell him the product and him being like, yeah, sure. What the fuck ever would really get him into trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's clown. Rex would not MLM. He just like not even like it's not even like a, oh this is stupid oh this is great he's just completely uninterested yeah sorry i'm now thinking about zaid again what is a mercenary uh-huh. if not like a <laughs> like a war-based mlm expand on that <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> it, uh, you know you're getting but but they they do actually make money for the wars that they are fighting on behalf of other parties yeah that's true <laughs> or they die that's, yeah which yeah. I, you know i guess is what most people who hire mercenaries for war hope for uh, in some mm-hmm. ways it is funny to think about the idea of like mercenaries hiring other mercenaries to like do some of the work for them <laughs> i mean that's blue suns right like they're a they're, yeah, they're, there is true. there is somebody <gasps> at the top of the <laughs> blue sun. You're right found an MLM? oh my god <laughs> that's why he's so mad at Vito. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Oh, we Ooh. cracked it. Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> but Shit. I feel like we should end the segment. Um, <laughs> not going to get um, Morden would not MLM. Mm-hmm. He, he like he hears the pitch and he goes off the way that he does. Like when you first meet him where he's like talking really fast yes. and like putting all the pieces together before mm-hmm. you can explain it to him. Right. That's what he's doing. He's like, Oh, recruiting and then there's but the, the only the person at the top is making the most money and then he's just like a big sniff and he's like it's a pyramid scheme um <laughs> so he, he does not he does not buy it <laughs> definitely yeah i uh 100 yeah james does beach body oh, um, yeah yeah easy mm-hmm. um I don't think he recruits me, but somehow I buy from him. And it's like like it's like I black out and then I leave and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with like all of these like this like protein powder? Like what? Mm. The, I don't need this. Yeah. I think so. I guess I'm what I'm saying is I think somehow he'd be a really good salesman and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 akin to the way that um, I had absolutely no interest in him. And then slowly he became a character that I really like. He's I feel great. like that's yeah, that's how. That's how the the sales pitch would go. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I think he would get involved in one, but he would definitely be a loyal Beachbody customer for sure. Oh, OK. I mm-hmm. think he would spend a lot of money. And I think if he does get involved in like beginning to sell it, it's like a total accident. Um, <laughs> and then he is just like buying the product and then paying himself to then mm-hmm. keep the product <laughs> every month. Um so maybe yeah, it's like a possible. pity. Maybe it's like a pity thing is why you're buying protein powder from him because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. buddy, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Liara would not MLM because like she knows the drill, but I bet she'd be really good at it if she wanted to. Yeah. Like if she if she were a little more morally b- bankrupt, mm-hmm. 
Liara would be at the top of the scheme for yeah. sure. Like the again, what is what is the shadow broker network? Exactly. If not an MLM for information. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think she shut down the wing that the Yogg shadow broker had open for MLM specifically? <laughs> yeah. She's like, this yes. is too far. <laughs> I think, you know what I think she does, though, is I think she uses the information to take down the MLMs. Maybe mm-hmm. she's helping Kasumi. Oh, there um, we go. I would love to see that team up. Please, somebody, <laughs> somebody with more time and uh, yeah. want to write fanfic. Exactly. Samara. Does not MLM because it's against the code. Mm-hmm. More in MLM, she makes a killing. <laughs> Let's be real; she could convince me to do anything. Yeah, uh, she's involved in. The, oh God, there's one for like uh, sex toys. I can't. I don't even remember. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh it's man, a weird MLM to join. <sighs> but that's the one more. Like that's that that to me is that's just so interesting because like when it comes to something like skincare. Mm-hmm. Like you can really market that to anybody right. in your life. The sex toys, mm. MLM, your possible customer and recruitment base mm-hmm. is already so limited mm-hmm. because you have to decide who in your life is even going to be receptive to that. Right. Well, but then it's even it's even those people who whoever. Well, I don't, now we're just dissecting. It's like you're, this not, you're, specific not doing, MLM. you're not marketing your product to your grandma. <laughs> sure. Uh, but then like you sell, so yeah, you sell a dildo or whatever to a person mm-hmm. and then the next month, are they going to buy another one? It's like, no, no, they're good for a while. Yeah. Pro- probably. I would think so. I would think, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I don't. Yeah. Anyway, if you're, in anyway. The, if you're in that sex MLM, uh, <laughs> send us an email and let us know <laughs> how it's going for you. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. This next one, I think you're going to be mad at me and <laughs> I don't even have a justification for it, but I, for some reason, I do feel like Thane could get recruited to an MLM Mm. and he could convince me to definitely could convince me. I don't think so. I think for similar reasons to like Kasumi and Liara, like he's seen so much that he like gets what's going on and like would only do it. If he would had to go undercover for some reason, but that's also not really Thane's vibe. He would just turn invisible and like sneak around. Yeah, he doesn't someone. do undercover. Yeah, I guess I guess now that I think of it, it's very much like like at the end of his life, he's sort of like, I want to sort of uh, fix injustices. Right. Mm. So I think that the and I do think he's smart enough to understand that an MLM is a scheme. Yeah. The only way for me to gain true clarity is if you buy this smoothie mix, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, OK, <laughs> I'm now just trying to think of like his perfect memory for like the first time he encountered an MLM. And the next time somebody's like, hey, do you want to do yeah. this? And then he recounts that whole memory. And it's just like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, that's canon now. Um Javik, at first he's like, why the hell would I want to sell this stupid product? And then when he finds out like what the scheme actually is, he's like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I want in. I want to be at the top because he loves the strong exploiting the weak. I was going to say that's this is totally his vibe. He knows it's a scheme and he wants to scheme. He wants he wants to be a little stinker. Yeah, the Protheans are the girl bosses of the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> they are. They are Gaslight 
gatekeep gaslight girl boss relay keep yeah uh <laughs> girl boss i don't know <laughs> i tried Edie knows that this is a scam mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. much like like legion she just like does the math and is like boop 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 no <laughs> yes. um and again i think you're right that she could like be at the top like she could start one and like become a gazillionaire but mm-hmm. she wouldn't right I do think it's possible that Edie joins because she likes the products Mm. and sort of like, like you suggested for James, like is just like getting her monthly shipments and like buying them herself. Right. Um, And she would convince me to buy because she'd be like, I actually think this one would be pretty useful for, you know, like your skin type or whatever. And if she's selling it, you know, she's she's selling it, you know, she's done the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like she knows exactly which products are like, crap and yes. which ones are like this one actually is pretty good yeah. she's like i actually took these three creams and mixed them together in such a way that it actually makes yeah. one really good cream <laughs> yeah um i would buy 80s creams oh, yeah yeah i definitely would do you think there's a chance that she would maybe just join one just to see what it's like you know in her quest for like self-actualization do you think <laughs> she would be like maybe i join an mlm see if this gives me you know maybe uh, purpose or whatever yeah, I feel like an MLM is really like be joining an MLM is like a testament to the indomitable like spirit of being a human. <laughs> yeah. Um of like maybe I could be the one who gets the Lamborghini. Um yeah. so maybe maybe she would for that reason. Yeah. Just to to be like let me try to experience this feeling of like thinking I might be able to do it mm-hmm. even though Edie actually could do it. Yeah, I was, and then do you think she like purposely gates herself off from like doing too well cuz she doesn't want to just Yes, she like turns <laughs> off that part of her yeah. her programming anyway. when it comes to the MLM. Yeah. All right. Fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> Jack. So here's Jack's actually confusing to me because on the one hand, I think she thinks that everything about an MLM is cringe as hell. She like can't stand it. Um, she like, you know, she goes to the events and like, if she were to go to the events in the video, she'd be like, fuck this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, I think she would like to make money off an MLM, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that she could like get to the top of one and would not have any qualms with the exploitative nature Mm -hmm. of it. I just think at the end of the day, she wouldn't do it because of the cringe factor. Yeah, I think, I think you're totally right. She wouldn't do it because it is like. Because Miranda's doing it, she would not do oh, it. Oh, yeah. There you go. She would like, oh, this is something Miranda thinks is cool? Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Um, And finally, Joker is into crypto, and nothing could get me into crypto. <sighs> is he into Legion's crypto? <laughs> We've come full circle. I think all of it. <laughs> he's, just, he's got stuff he, invested everywhere. Yeah, he's got a wallet full of coins. Yeah, and he... Of all, of all different kinds. He and Edie... He's, talk about Absolutely it losing his shirt and against against her better judgment she does give him pointers on like how to best play the market mm-hmm. but it's constantly like but the really the best thing you could do is like take your money out and do anything else with it yeah um yeah but if you're gonna keep your money in start you should a savings do this. account yes yeah, start a savings yeah. account uh yeah wow you did this in bed last night <laughs> yeah that's isn't that wild that's amazing i love that like ordinarily these take me like a fair amount of time oh, and no. this one just like 10 minutes yeah. and i was like boom done i had done incredible 
Um, yeah. Well, that was just a taste of what you can get if you join Asynchronous's <laughs> new a- a- MLM. Yeah, this is all leading to an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have officially partnered with uh, <laughs> fucking the chocolate, the cocoa exchange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a Gertrude Hawk podcast now. If you'd like to buy chocolates from us, um, it's Gertrude Hawk. Gertrude Hawk is like a local Pennsylvania chocolate place. Oh, so, there you go. They're the seas of Pennsylvania. The seas of Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, Kim, thank you so much for that. That was honestly a joy. They're always a joy, but uh, this one, this one was was great. Um, I don't know why that one was just like easy fodder, man. Mm-hmm. It felt sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it's like I am gifted with inspiration for design. <laughs> that was one of them. Uh, wonderful. Let's move on now, really quick, to talk about some of our Normandy conversations before we head into mm-hmm. the the meat of the episode. <laughs> Uh, so we are back on the Normandy post the uh, Ardat Yakshi monastery mission. Right. Um, we had just caught up with the uh, Asari counselor and they're sending Asari to help on the crucible, etc. now. And uh, that's it. Um, <laughs> walking around the ship. Uh, I only have a couple here, really. I, not not much spared, yeah. uh, like repeating. Um Joker is happy that Samara's okay. And then we ask, we talk about the code, which I thought was interesting given the conversation that me and you had last week about the code. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's still in the code to fight the Reapers. And then it's like, yeah, but it's so wild that she can't like really bend the rules. She's like, we're cutting corners. Right. And Shepard's like, well, yeah, probably not like fully, <laughs> you know, we're not doing everything to the exact letter of the law, but whatever. Um, I just thought that was fun. Um, Edie, <laughs> Edie is like, being a weather person now uh because Mm -hmm. the reaper invasions have like destroyed some uh like emergency beacons or whatever uh like you know space weather tracking beacons right and so she's just like tracking proton storms and you're like oh Mm -hmm. is that helpful and she said well yeah if you know they're coming they they're not bad at all but if you don't know they're coming like it could really be devastating uh which is just a fun little bit of uh world building um yeah uh, so the, the, I've my favorite interaction I'll get to in a second, but uh, Garrus and Javik are down in the crew quarters or lounge uh, mm-hmm. with that other guy <laughs> um, just talking about whatever. When you walk in, Garrus is like finishing up recounting the Rachni Wars and the aftermath and the Genophage and stuff uh, to Javik. Javik talks about people being like upset about seeing, you know, the new kinds of husks for the other mm-hmm. alien species uh and he's like during our reaper wars like the reapers had had a hundred years of like experimentation and iteration with the things they were creating so every single battle we went to we were facing he called he says new horrors uh because mm-hmm. they were just constantly and uh, changing the way that they were fucking up all the other uh species um which is just truly horrifying, horrifying. Just yeah. really, really fucked up. Um, and then uh, finally, the last thing I wanted to touch on was uh, James and Cortez 
are having a little conversation in the hangar mm-hmm. uh, about the virtues of the Mako <laughs> versus the Hammerhead, which was the vehicle you could drive in that one mission that I don't think we did yeah. um, in Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. And it it's just so funny because, you know, it is it's just Bioware being self-aware and talking about how shitty those right. vehicles controlled. Um yeah, uh, James is Team Mako mm-hmm. and Cortez is Team Hammerhead, mm-hmm. and I gotta hand it to James on this one. Uh, the Hammerhead was a fucking nightmare to drive. That's so. I hated funny. it so much. Like the Mako is like clumsy and like weird, but like you can get it, and it and it's like it's not like difficult yeah. really. Like you you can always like get back on your feet with mm-hmm. the Mako. <laughs> The hammerhead was fucking impossible for me to drive. <laughs> um, fuck the hammerhead. All my homies hate the hammerhead. Team James. There you go. Uh, I do also think it's pretty. Yeah. No, no, no. You you finish your thought. But there's some, another part of that conversation. Well, yeah, that I that's what I was going to bring up. But please, you yeah. do, because I'm sure you wrote down the specific lines. So uh, James mentions like another uh, tank called the grizzly bear <laughs> or the grizzly. <laughs> and Cortez goes, you would be one to love grizzly bears, Mr. Vega. And James is like, I don't get it. (laughs) Is that a little joke for the gays? That's a joke for the gays from Steve Cortez. (laughs) That's a joke for the gays. Uh, And I did yell at my television. That was so (laughs) fucking funny. So good. Uh, Oh, Uh, God. You you would love grizzly bears. I love Steve Cortez. Oh, my God. He is a king. I can't believe I did not know he existed. Um, I mean, I didn't know most of the squad mates existed, I guess, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But I I can't believe I never heard anybody talk about Steve Cortez because he is like such a source of joy for me in this game like anytime yeah. i talk to him or get an email from him i just got an email from him after the the the, the dlc mission that was like hey like let's go get a drink let's hang out um and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. steve i would love to hang out yeah i really want to do that romance one day yeah um, i think yeah i think if i were playing m chef i would i would be romancing steve cortez i, be- mm-hmm. I believe i i thought about diverging here mm-hmm. um with gin but like i really want to see the tali romance all the way through mm. um so maybe i don't know maybe one day yeah. i'll replay and try cortez yeah i don't want to um, um i don't want to generalize too much or anything about gin or his personality but gin seems really straight <laughs> just like so straight i think you're right yeah i think you're right uh, <laughs> anyway, uh the bear true. joke is really good uh yeah the bear joke is good and then finally finally i checked my emails got some emails from a bunch of people mm-hmm. and like hey let's hang out on the citadel next time we're there great cool my favorite one of these though was from javik um and i'm just yeah. gonna read the whole thing because the whole thing is do, really yeah. good and i love the way that it ends Commander, I find this messaging system to be outdated and clumsy. I assumed Specialist Trainer was joking when she said I had to type letters to form words. I want to visit the Citadel the next time we travel there. In my lifetime, it had been captured by the Reapers. If you would like to join me, I will be in the area where the embassies are located. (laughs) And instead of a sign-off, it just says, I believe this concept of galactic control shared among races is a lie. (laughs) That's it. No (laughs) sign-off, no nothing. It's so good. I want to point out, too, like, there's a lack of, like, commas Mm. i believe like uh there's like a bit of a lack of punctuation that suggests that like it's like you're getting an email from your like conservative boomer dad Mm -hmm. like that's 100 how it comes yeah it's it's this very short thoughts period another short thought period Mm -hmm. another short thought period uh really really good uh and that is all i had on the normandy this go round 
Um, I just wanted to add, um, I finally was able to have a short conversation with Ashley, not like a full, like, you know, oblivion zoom in, like sure. dialogue tree conversation. Yeah. But if you chat with her, she's like, Oh yeah, I'm reading letters um, that my sister wrote me back when I was in high school. Oh. Like she's sort of reminiscing about, um, you know, it's like, she's clearly just like trying to feel like close to home. Yeah. Um, and she's here. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe there isn't more dialogue. I for, like I don't I guess it must be the same with Caden. But like the lack of additional dialogue mm. is extremely weird after everything that's happened between these characters. Yeah, I feel like there is so much conversation you could have with Ashley or Caden at this point. That would be so rich. It would. Yeah, it would be an entire like that. That's like a whole series of missions and like Mm -hmm. missions worths of conversations in and of itself you know what i mean yeah um so it's very weird that you don't even get the like the the choice wheel conversation stuff yeah i also wanted to point out in that conversation between garris and javik um garris points out that like the reaper tactics are very brilliant Mm -hmm. in like a sick way he says for every soldier you add your enemy loses to the one you converted and his buddy on the other side who can't pull the trigger on a friend that's brutal oof and then i got some like special intel um at liara's terminal Mm. uh because i had saved Morinth in in mass effect 2 okay um and i think we did we did sort of like talk about it last week mm. i think but i don't recall like in how much detail um but basically it's the emails from morinth to her sisters that were never delivered yes okay which yeah now i i do remember we talked about how she lied and said samara died fighting the collectors um and you know just sort of was like i'm i like miss you and i wish that i could see you and like if you ever wanted to like come out and see the universe you could mm-hmm. it's like i don't know it's like <laughs> I, I really like the layer of complexity that it adds to her character that I kind of like wish we got more of yeah. in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Or they like could have brought her back for this game. I don't know. Um, Definitely. Because like clearly like she is evil and she's like trying to get them to do an evil thing. But also it's tinged with like so much like sadness mm-hmm. that it's it's still very sympathetic. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there is a way not to get too much into like backseat game designing, you know, a mm. decade later. But I feel like there's a way that you could have subbed Morinth in for Samara at the monastery mission, at least. Sure. And then have that, a little bit of different dialogue, a little bit of different dialogue, but then even have that final moment instead of it being either Samara or um, Philar being like, you know, I'm, I'm going to end my life. Mm-hmm. Have it be Morinth, you know, telling the truth or something. And then maybe Shepard having to step between a sister shooting sister. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, of interesting stuff that they could have or- done there. Morinth trying to convince Flair to leave like you know and you having to decide are you gonna let that happen um which would be an equally sort of tragic ending anyway anyway um come back in 10 years when we've made our own Mass Effect uh yeah where everybody has an MLM (laughs) and (laughs) it's uh and Morinth comes back and Morinth comes back yeah that's the it's Mass Effect I haven't figured out the L yet. Uh, Morinth. That's the. <laughs> yeah. That's the two M's. Perfect. Um, it. Anyway, anything else here on the Normandy this round? That's it. Cool. Uh, then let's head on over to Doc 42 and talk about the Omega DLC. Yeah. 
the Omega DLC, mm-hmm. I think, should have been called the I Can Fix Her DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, there were yeah. some moments where I did play into uh, her, like, renegade side or whatever. Arya's renegade side I just know. to, like, you know, talk to her. But, um so I guess from the beginning, you meet up with Arya in Purgatory uh, on the Citadel. And she's like, I've been here illegally for three weeks and nobody noticed. Ha 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 ha. And Cerberus has taken Omega. So I would love your help with that, um, which triggers this like uh, uh, introduction and also mm-hmm. a, a separate unrelated non DLC recruitment uh, chain, which is fine. Um, really weird that this is dlc if that's the case <laughs> like yeah it feels weird for aria to like be there and be like yeah they took omega and for that to be <laughs> it and like there's nothing there's no follow-up um, is, is aria in this effect i could see it because this is if... like i mean we haven't really touched on it, i don't think on this but like javik himself was day one dlc like that was the first instance i believe please correct me if i'm wrong gamers um but i do believe javik was like the first instance of day one dlc like the game comes out and they're like oh or you could pay us an extra six bucks for this character that is in the game files on the disc you bought Mm -hmm. uh i remember that being such a huge thing at the time and i could see i could see aria being like there and then being like but if you want to do the mission you got to pay us seven dollars uh yeah or more i don't actually know how much the dlc was yeah i'm not sure if you get those missions or not if you don't buy the dlc but it seems mm. like those are like non-dlc missions yeah well the, the the recruitment missions for the various other mercenary groups don't seem like very fun dlc content no, which is why i just i guess really assumed, not i just assumed that it was in the thing because it's like i thought um they were connected the the mercenary recruitment missions and the omega you know mm-hmm. go save whatever um and they're just not which is just feels like such an odd decision but yeah anyway so this whole thing, like this whole mission is is Arya being like, hey, can you help me take back Omega from from Cerberus, from the Elusive Man? Mm-hmm. And I will send you resources to help out with various Reaper things, because she does say, I believe when you talk to her, like if the Reapers win, everybody dies, which means like I don't get my money, et cetera. You know, yeah, um, like an existential threat does not allow me to continue running my being a criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to keep seeing every villainous force in this game now as an MLM. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, be able to too. take it out. Um, so she tells you to meet her down at dock 42 at the Citadel. Uh, and so we do that. Uh, and when we get there, we meet up with Bray, <laughs> her battalion, I guess like, you know, Lieutenant or whatever to her. Yeah. If she was the general, he's the Lieutenant. Um, and you're like, hey, I'm here to meet Arya. Where is she? And he's like, come here. And you walk out to uh, to the dock and she pulls up in a fucking golden like mm-hmm. shuttle and like pops the door open. It's like, get in. And then Shepard yeah, gets in and goes, how dramatic. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's very like like you literally just like get in her car to have a conversation. Like it's one of those scenes yes. um, like in a movie. Extremely good. Really good. Um, so yeah, she sort of tells you the, the plan. She's like, I've got a fleet of Merc ships. We're going to try and like punch through the, um, defenses around Omega and invade. Um, recall that Omega is a 
a space station um, on like, I think it was, it was like an asteroid that mm-hmm. had Ezo on it or mm-hmm. something. So they set up a mine there and then eventually it became um, this like, you know, den of scum and villainy. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, uh, sorry, not, not to say anything about like, you know, coal towns or mining towns in America. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is really interesting that like that stuff exists in space. Like, I just think that's a really yeah. uh, cool concept, I guess. It is. It's an extremely cool concept and it leads to some really cool set pieces as we um, yeah. get into this DLC. Yeah. She tells you about Oleg P- Petrovsky, mm-hmm. who is the like Cerberus guy who ousted her. Mm-hmm. She says he's the elusive man's top military strategist. Um, they have a massive army and very tight security. So this is like not going to be easy. Yeah. He's handsome. I think he's a handsome guy. I gotta say. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I did that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> she says, I know my reputation. I know I'm hated. I ruled Omega with an iron fist, but the people were free. Their lives were theirs. I preserved that. This man took that away and he will pay. Mm-hmm. Intense. Yeah. And she's like, listen, I'll give you like all kinds of rewards and help with your, pro- you know, crucible project and whatever. But you can't bring the Normandy and none of your crew. So it's kind of like, Hey, listen, if you start this DLC, you're not going to have squad mates with you. And uh, you got to like, see the DLC through to the end before you can do any other missions. (laughs) Um, So she gives you the coordinates to her fleet. And um, then you're like spit back out on the Normandy. And um, to start the DLC, you go to the fleet. Yeah. Uh, And you arrive at the fleet and discover that, the ship you are meeting her on is a commandeered Cerberus cruiser. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, where the fuck did you get this? And she's like, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like, all right, let's 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 pull through. And basically the Cerberus vessel goes first mm-hmm. and the rest of the fleet hangs out behind at the relay. Um, and when you get there, there's a bunch of Cerberus vessels. And so you're like, hey. There's a bunch of Cerberus vessels here. Are you sure this is the plan you want to do? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, we got it. We got it. We got it. Just just let me let me take care of it. Um, and so they get they get the, you know, like check in hail from uh, one of the one of the other ships. It's like, uh, what's your code? We don't have your uh, details, you know, ready, whatever. Uh, and they have a recording of another of a Cerberus, uh, I guess, Admiral um, like uh giving his cre- I think it was like the captain of this ship yeah 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 giving his credentials and you're like hey how did you get that <laughs> and she's like don't worry about it um, <laughs> uh, so you just assume the worst in all cases um mm-hmm. so you make your way uh through the like main lines of the thing and then she's like all right. She calls the rest of the fleet and tells them to come through and start blasting uh, after she tells you that your plan is to, like, go in from the bottom of the spa- the station because there is, like, secret entrances and stuff. And she knows all the secrets, which was her big thing was, like, Petrovsky mm-hmm. is precise and has military know how. But I know everything about Omega. Um, so mm-hmm. we will make it through based on that knowledge. Um, so we're starting from the bottom and working our way to the top, uh, which... Cool. Just like an MLM. Just like an MLM. <laughs> oh my god. Um so so she calls in the rest of the fleet. They start blasting and we uh get a hail from Petrovsky. It's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. 
hello like i i knew you were coming like i'm not a fucking idiot um <laughs> but and it seems that you've upgraded your shields you know to whatever and he calls them uh i think he says it's like an exorbitant waste or something because yeah it costs so much money for these really good things and he's like we have like really great lasers and they're gonna cut through your shield mm-hmm. and you're like okay cool <laughs> and he basically is like but if you give up now i'll let you go no big deal no harm no no foul uh, and mm-hmm. Arya's like, fuck that, fuck you, goodbye, hangs up, and it's like, we are ramming the space station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? Why? Uh, and she says that there are kinetic barriers on the station that we will not be able to just, like, shoot through, so we have to blast our way physically through the station in order to make our way on. Uh, mm-hmm. But halfway through that, we get shot by the lasers, so then we have to escape pod out uh and you have to convince you her do have to convince her yes to, to escape pot out and i point that out because like this is the thematic through line of this entire thing yeah. it really is the i can fix her dlc where it's like the the whole thing is aria like does not care about the costs uh like the human cost human in quotes mm-hmm. uh the the co- the life costs sure. of um of taking omega back and you have sort of like dialogue decisions and like interrupts throughout this DLC where you can sort of try and be like hey maybe you should care about like people dying um and she's like i don't want to um <laughs> <laughs> or you can take the renegade renegade approach and be like i love this for you girl yeah do your thing yeah um and honestly i was so conflicted in this one because like i have decided that like Jin is back to being a good boy mm-hmm. um but i want to let aria be bad mm. so badly yeah. personally um she's such a fun like not villain but i guess or in this case not even an antagonist but she she's just a fun like baddie yeah um yeah i would say baddie i was gonna say yeah. anti-hero but i don't even know if that's really the yeah. case either um, in the i think in this dlc anti-hero sure. is probably a good description <laughs> yeah but yeah she's she's a great character mm-hmm. um and like i don't really want to fix her because what makes her fun is that she's a little bit evil yeah um but yeah, the, those are generally the dialogue options that I chose yeah. um, because I'm role playing as Jin. Yeah, I, I went back and forth. I do believe I um, marked the spots that I that I made a, a, a deci- like a renegade decision. Um, mm-hmm. But so, yeah, you uh, get convince her to have Bray aim the escape pods at the station. So then you'll mm-hmm. use the escape pods to get there. You're just laughing again. What's up? I there's. <laughs> You get in the escape pod with like her and some of her men, and one of them is a Vorcha. And there's just this shot of it's like a shaky cam shot of Shepard sitting next to a Vorcha in what looks like the harnesses for like a roller coaster. And for some reason, that shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> just like you and a Vorcha on a roller coaster yeah. together. Well, it's anytime, good. anytime you see the Vorcha's faces, I think I always get kind of. Yeah. Because they are just in this like just it's like turned up to 12 like yeah just just draw like the the it's kind of an oc almost because it's like (laughs) give me a guy with like the biggest sharpest teeth who cannot get hurt because he heals fast and also Mm -hmm. he doesn't blink because reasons (laughs) yeah they always look like 
I don't know if it's just, but they always look like they're smiling kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, because of the teeth. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of what makes it like that visual. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. It's like the fourth is like, <laughs> uh, like it looks like it's having a really good yeah. time. I also love um, the way they talk. They they look like they talk the way they talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The first time I saw Porch, I was like, oh, this guy is just like all the time. And that is how they speak. And it's, oh, man, it's good. <laughs> I love the Vorches so much. Maybe I should be a Vorches. <laughs> Mass Effect. I also character. was reconsidering my my Mass Effect RPG what character at Vorcha? the time. <laughs> Wait, what what were you reconsidering? I was like, maybe I go, maybe I am a Volus. You know, maybe I'm a Volus. Oh, and I just like Volus is really fun. Speak like that all yeah, the time. And that, that definitely won't get annoying. <laughs> I don't think it will. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway, that's we're talking about the video game. Um, so we motorcycle. So we make our way to the station on the escape pods uh, and we crash land, obviously. Uh, and as we like the, the final ones get shot off, the ship does, in fact, explode. So like good call getting off the ship and uh you are put back in contact with bray who is like hey only six of our pods made it to the station and Arya's like okay great uh let's rendezvous at the rendezvous point um because you know she's already made all these decisions of of where we're gonna Mm -hmm. line up and whatever um so you arrive and there are obviously cerberus guys who immediately start shooting and Arya is like, OK, so I did my part, like getting us here and I will continue to do my part when we need to do it. But like the military, you know, planning, tactical, making our way through a live stuff is all on you. Uh, mm-hmm. So please lead on. Um, and so then. Yeah, which is <laughs> their way of reconciling, like that you can tell Arya yes. what to do in combat. Yes. Um, but yeah, she becomes like a squad mate. You can like. uh you know, put points into her skills. You can decide like what guns she uses. Yeah. Um, that's that stuff is very fun. Yeah. And eventually when we meet Nyrene, mm-hmm. um, the same thing will will happen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. She's got Reeve, which is the move that more uh, more in Thor Samara gets uh, after the loyalty mission. Uh, and she also has this move called Flare, which is so fucking so good. good. Oh so my good. God. Uh, and at the end of yeah. the mission, you actually get you you get the ability to learn that so i'm very excited to uh oh yeah, i didn't realize that yeah. oh my gosh so uh i'm yeah, gonna I, to. I have a stop to make uh in in chakwas's uh room to learn a, a skill so we then are making our way through uh and we have to deactivate the anti-air guns and or i guess anti-space guns whatever uh and the shields so that uh the rest of the fleet <laughs> that remains um, because there is still a whole other fleet of, of Arya ships out there uh, fighting Cerberus. Mm-hmm. But so we have to put the defenses down so that they have a better chance and can make their way on to Omega. Um, and so we do that. And once we get the defenses down, she's like, OK, great. Now let's all meet at the rendezvous point, which is here because I know how to get there secretly. And she just says that out loud. And there is just a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get a renegade option to shoot the camera. Uh, which I did do. Uh, and Same. you see Oleg in his, you know, battle station, um, just like walking around. I, something about the art style of these models. I think his model looks great. Like the just just mm-hmm. like the. Well, we know you. Think OK, but great. that's not what I mean. OK, <laughs> just like like the 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 
I don't know. It's just the, his design, I think, really is good for the mm-hmm. engine that they made these characters on. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. In some ways, like uh, it, it just it just looks good. All right. Um, and it's not because I think he's a <laughs> handsome guy anyway. Uh, so you shoot that out. You uh, see him. The thing, I just want to point out yeah. he's uh, playing yes. a game of like computer chess with like this chessboard where like he has physical pieces and then there are like hologram pieces that I guess is like the computer he's mm-hmm. playing against mm-hmm. a really goofy way to be like, he's like a military strategist. Yeah. Um, and B I think his name might be a reference to a, a chess player. Oh. Is that real? I don't actually know. Um, because I don't know anything about chess. I'm but the, the biggest chess guy I know is uh, something Magnuson. Or maybe I'm thinking of Magnus Carlson. Oh, I don't know. that's close. Yeah. Yeah. Magnus Carlson. That sounds like very the, um, like uh, Nordic. Yeah, I guess. I feel like you, they would they would have put the word like Magnus in there somewhere, you know, instead mm. of just making anyway. it Norwegian. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's playing um, other chess. things that like funny. I I just want to point out from like as you're going through and like things that you're seeing mm. as you um are fighting, you find like a um what's it called like a data pad that talks about how like there are for some reason Cerberus is having issues with like the power mm. on the station. They've had to like shut down sectors of the station to avoid like overloading the power grid. Hmm. I wonder what that could be about. And Arya also is like, I have a whole ass bunker that we is like where we're all going to meet up. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, also there is, this might be after, but you find, um, you, you come across like a hologram. That's like a woman being like non-humans are not allowed to bear weapons. Mm. And if they are found with weapons, they will be shot on sight. Yeah. So that's, that sucks. Yeah. There's, um, there's various Cerberus propaganda around. And one of them is like Mm -hmm. a, a rotating kind of like, uh, if, if, if you'd like a bus station ad, you know what I mean? Um, and one of them says like, don't let them win. I'm like, man, that the them there is, is doing them? a lot of work, a yeah. lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing I thought that felt really kind of out of character of Arya, honestly, is like after you shoot the camera out, you are just like, yeah, OK, that's we're going to this bunker. Like, I thought that she was going to be like, thank you for shooting that camera out. Here's where we're actually going, uh, mm-hmm. because I knew that he was watching us because I right. know Omega. You know what I mean? It just felt like really weird for that to be like, here's our specific mm-hmm. plan. Oh, no, I can't believe I said that in front of a camera anyway. And then we just move right. on and it wasn't like a planned, uh, you, you know, a calculated yeah. uh, conversation. But whatever. So we begin to make our way toward the rendezvous point bunker and we find this graffiti uh, of mm-hmm. some symbol or whatever. And uh, Arya's like, ah, this is from the Talons. They must still be mm-hmm. on Omega. And they're just another, you know, pseudo mercenary group. And uh, she's like, maybe they're fighting back against Cerberus if there's any still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find the reason for the power outages. <laughs> but the way that we see it is there's a yeah. Vorcha standing next to this red force field. So many nameless Vorcha get got. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just standing next to this red force field and then uh, a new kind of robot comes through the force field. But uh, and he gets fuck those dudes. Yeah, they're wild. Um, 
they just don't get staggered ever. They like I you can no. overload them and they freeze for like a couple seconds, but then they get back up so fast and just like yeah, come right they at you. move so quickly yeah. and um are very aggressive. Yes, really aggressive. Yeah. But yeah, so he fights one of those for a second and then uh, falls into the force field, uh, I believe, and mm-hmm. gets disintegrated. <laughs> so yep. that's what the red force fields do. Don't touch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we take out these robots and then you basically have that conversation with Arya that's like, this is what the red force field does. Well, we can't move on. And Arya's like, don't worry, there's a secret passage conveniently directly to our left. Um, <laughs> and uh, opens up a secret passageway into like... I don't know the, the the bowels of this place, like the the mm-hmm. vent area where, yeah, she call, where the pipes are. She calls them the tunnels. The tunnels, which is so funny. It's like eight feet below the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, it's the tunnels. So you you uh, are in there, and uh, you finally make your way to a room where you run into a female Turian named Noreen. Uh, my notes say. Nyreen with a bunch of question marks and then she's hot with a bunch of exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Nyreen Kandros uh, is yeah. a used to be a business partner, really good friend. You know, <laughs> they just they love to hang out. <laughs> they seem to be really good friends. Yeah. Uh, a really good friend of Arya. Harold, they're lesbians. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the past. Um, and she's here still. And uh, they have a whole conversation, but I was too struck by uh, how hot I yeah. thought she was. So, um, yeah, she she's just sort of saying like she's ex Turian military. She and Arya go way back. Um, and uh, Nyreen's like, oh, you're back. Did you leave something behind? And Arya's like, not something, everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you You don't get as much detail here about like how they know each other. Mm. You find out a little bit more later so we can save that for then. Yeah. But yeah, it's like immediate like tension. Yeah. Um, it's and not so just sexual, obvious that like, they dated. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, but like clearly it didn't like end great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they yeah, the vibe is is uncomfy. Yeah. But like in a in a fun way. Yeah. They're both too proud to be uncomfortable around each other. So they're mm-hmm. just like forcing yeah. forcing this like pithy banter. But like you can tell they're both like really mm-hmm. like would rather not be talking to each other. Um so you yeah. do some more shooting uh and you make your way to uh the bridge that would lead you to the bunker, uh with Bray is on one side, uh with some dudes, and then you're on the other side and you gotta get the bridge up to make it across cool mm-hmm. uh so you do some shooting you uh take out a cerberus engineer who's like keeping shields up and etc mm-hmm. etc and you activate the defense guns uh on the other side of this bridge and for some reason yeah they show you an entire extended like 30 seconds really long really long we just see yeah. these dudes uh these cerberus guys get like shredded to like bloody Massacred. bits like and, and then at the end of it's, it you make it's your so it's so out of place it for is. this game which is like not a game that like lingers on violence yeah that often if ever yeah like obviously it is a, it is a game that involves like a lot. <laughs> shooting people yeah. a lot but like the it's it is really out of place how much this scene is lingering on and like because it's like it, it's not like oh my god like what look watched how brutally Cerberus is like right. you know slaughtering civilians say it's like it's like 
look at these servers dudes yeah. getting murked isn't that tight yes and i know once you to think I mean, it's cool maybe yeah maybe there's it's supposed to be like this is how brutal aria is but like if that's the point, like I that that doesn't hit as well, considering that it's just like this is Cerberus and like they're also brutal. And so like, I don't know, like that doesn't make me feel like, damn, Arya's like, yeah, fucked up for that. Yeah, like, we don't it's even... just I don't know. It doesn't work for me. No, it definitely doesn't work. And it's not even like we get like if that was the context they wanted us to take away from it of like Arya is like this brutal whatever uh, willing to do anything which is like is the mm-hmm. case so I think there could right. have been a way to do this but like we don't even we don't see her like they don't need to do it because they do it throughout the entire fucking thing yeah. over and over again yeah that's that's 100% true um and it's it's just like so wild and then at the end you get like it like pans <laughs> over to the just like this dude's hand in the air like twitching like mm-hmm. covered in blood and it's like it's not like we haven't gotten cutscenes. I don't want to let you're on this too long sorry but it's like we've gotten cutscenes of people getting shot down before but like we never see them covered in their own blood. And this one right. was like, they're covered in blood. They are like stacking on top of each other. Cause there's so many of them. We see the guy's hand twitch at the very end. And it's like, mm-hmm. who is this for? Who is this for? I don't know. And I guess it's for like yeah. gamers, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It feels very out of, out of place, really out of place for this game, uh, for this game um, and for this mission. Also, where like the whole time you're mm-hmm. trying to be like, maybe we don't need to do all this like shitty stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't make you feel shitty when you see these guys get shot down. I, it, it, sorry, it makes us feel shitty, but it's it's not directed in a way that it feels like that's on purpose, you know? Right. Uh, which I think is is the difference there. Yeah. Anyway, you arrive at the bunker. <laughs> At the bunker. At the bunker. Um, and we are we are introduced to like, you know, this is gonna be kind of our hub zone for this DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, you walk around a bit and Nyreen and Arya have a, a a bit of a conversation back and forth. Uh Arya says that Nyreen left Omega pretty angry with me, she says, and Nyreen's actually like, actually, I never left. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, my notes here say, oh my god, Nyrene is so hot, dude. LMAO, help. I I feel like you're finally uh, experiencing what I experienced with Garrus. I was gonna <laughs> say, I think Nyrene might be my Garrus, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, for like, unfortunately, for the way that this ends up for her. Um, yeah, but like, geez, and we see the like power layout of Omega, and there are like these black spots on it and they're like okay well this is where they're siphoning power in order to power these massive disintegrating force fields um so we need to do something about that we also need to kind of work around where the force fields are because we don't want to get disintegrated um Mm -hmm. and we find evidence that the talons are are currently on the station still resisting cerberus so we're like okay well we could you know take them into our ranks so that we have more numbers in order to you know kick uh, Oleg mm-hmm. out and this whole time Nyreen is standing you know with Bray um, and <laughs> during this conversation of uh, you know around the the uh, hologram of Omega Bray comes up and is like hi I like went to load <laughs> a box onto something and then Nyreen escaped uh, like okay <laughs> fucking great um, right, well I guess we don't really care but Ari is like I can't believe you fucking let her get away whatever mm-hmm. And so like that, that is your plan is to go and um, figure out uh, who is in charge of the talons and see if you can get the talents to join you uh, for further in the mission. Was there anything else on this bunker visit that you 
of note that I did not bring up. Yeah, so they don't signpost it great, but you can um, when you have free time to run about around mm. the bunker, you can also just like talk to Arya and just like, you know, get her thoughts on a bunch of different things. Um, so like she tells you, you if you ask about the general, she says that his command center is in afterlife. And she's like, I'm sure he did that just to piss me off. Um, right now it's blocked by the force fields. So, you know, we're going to have to figure that out. She says uh the Talons are drug runners and cutthroats, but highly organized. So, you know, they're they're basically like, you know, just another merc group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you ask about Nyrene running off, she says, if it were anyone else, I'd want blood. But Nyrene's a variable I can control. She is a code of ethics. She's yeah. very virtuous. Um, and Shepard's like, you guys make an interesting pair. <laughs> And she says, opposites attract, right? Our connection was powerful, but doomed. Um, she says, Nyrene had zero fle flexibility and couldn't put up with, quote, the challenges of my life. Mm. Um, it's so interesting, too, because, like, they they seem to have, like, later you talk to Nyrene and they have, like, different answers about why it is that they, like, broke up mm -hmm. which is is interesting um it's like interesting to see like the two like sides and like put the puzzle pieces together <laughs> um it's it's like well written yeah um definitely i think they're they're like little dialogue about each other yeah, it, it feels like a, a, a real relationship um mm -hmm. given the like t 10 lines total that we get about it you know yeah um, yeah um and then other things in the bunker there's just like a few little like side mission things yes, where like you talk to those. someone and they're like hey if you see this when you're out there could you grab it for me and it's like a mechanic who's like i need power inverters i'm like i know what that is sure i'll find that um and then a hacker who's like hey if you can get me access to these terminals it'll like help me take control mm -hmm. of like the systems um so that's just like stuff that you you do like throughout the mission um that I don't I'm not actually sure like what effect it has. Maybe it increases the amount of like war assets you get at the end of the mission. Yeah, maybe I think it might just be there to give you experience um, like more mm. experience, because as you do like every um, terminal that you find, you get like 30, 35 experience or something. So I think it, yeah. it might just be like there's three terminals so you can get like 100 experience mm -hmm. out of out of doing this. Yeah. Speaking of experience, I leveled up a few times in yeah. this one and I got an upgrade that decreased my carrying capacity like significantly or like decreased my weight capacity yeah. or whatever um or increased it whatever the point is you can carry more <laughs> my powers recharge so fast yeah now. that's the that's the life i've been living i've purposely only been yeah. carrying a pistol and a shotgun so that i had 185 percent i have two charge yeah yeah um you inspired me um <laughs> it is incredible it's really nice so many powers yeah i am just zooming all over that map oh my God. Charging. yeah it's great yeah i've just been uh i i fully upgraded my throw and my overload now uh so that they both nice. have wider range and target two people <laughs> um so nice. when i do throw two little balls come out and target two separate people mm -hmm. or one person who gets thrown twice which has been a great experience to see sometimes oh my God. when that when it when That's it hits incredible uh, they fly uh and then overload i think there's if there's a person within like eight or ten meters of them or something it will also hit them mm -hmm. for like 60 percent damage or whatever but it's nice with the robots especially because it just paralyzes them for yeah. both for a moment uh which which gives me a second yeah it's leveling up is fun it feels really great um mm -hmm. the the, it does. the trees i think are are great the ways that you can kind of 
semi customize your your powers mm-hmm. uh it's really great so then you we're heading to the talents. yes so then we we head out and Hideout. begin to make our way toward the talents um you learn that the name of their leader is darius supposedly mm-hmm. um and you do a bunch of shooting and you come across uh, uh yeah. there's a fun uh at the beginning of this when when ari is sort of like explaining to you about darius um she's like yeah funny enough it's like after you showed up on omega and like waged war on all of the uh different merc groups that's what led to the rise of the talents because there was a power vacuum (laughs) like oopsie yeah um she also is like they're just going to be cannon fodder for us and Jin's like hey no 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 and uh yeah so more of that that is happening yeah um, so, yeah, the what happens is the Talons are being attacked by Cerberus and like we like get patched into their comms and apparently they're going after a high priority target um, who we assume is the Talon leader. Mm-hmm. And so the shooting, the shooting, <laughs> um, there are a couple, <clears throat> pardon me, there are a couple spots here where you can revive uh, like fallen Talon members, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, and then you can see them after the fact when you spoilers arrive at the Talon base and they're like, hey, thank yeah. you for saving me. I would have died. Um, so that's just like fun, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So after uh, a bunch of the shooting, there is a, a shooting cutscene um, <laughs> where you are. It's you and Arya being like held up or whatever uh, against, you know, several service forces. And then you see from the catwalk area above mm-hmm. uh, Nareen, you know, jump down and execute these guys um <laughs> and she's like surprise i'm the leader of the talons yeah can i uh in my Please. notes when i talked about this place is like oh and irene's like here's you know with these cerberus she gets the drop on them and kills them all and is so badass badass and cool and is my wife um yeah <laughs> we are all loved Nirene. yes um I mean, I, I just wrote, uh, she is the boss LMAO queen. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what this is. Uh, so she has yeah. been leading the Talon, uh, in order to protect the civilians of Omega. That's like their big MO is to just mm-hmm. protect the civilians at all cost, Even if that means Oleg is still in power, which is obviously a point of contention at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we head to the Talon outpost to figure out the next, spa- uh, the next steps, which just leads to more shooting. And then we make it to the base. Great. I wrote this is intense because there are, they throw so many guys at you throughout this yeah. whole series of, or this whole, I guess just one big mission. Um, and it's like, it really does feel like they have overtaken this base and you are like fighting to mm-hmm. get it back. Um, they did a really, really great job. I think with the gun play. And like you said earlier, the set pieces, yeah. uh, especially later on in this mission, mm-hmm. the set pieces are just like really, really great. Um, and it never gets, samey even though there are a couple moments where you are like kind of running through some of the same tunnels over and over again um like once or twice but uh i liked it and it's a good time um Mm -hmm. while we are in the base uh, like i said you can talk to those couple guys that you saved they're like hey thank you for saving me um and then you can talk to nareen and to get you know what their whole plan is so they've been in the process of evacuating civilians or just like getting them to safe spaces etc etc but she also tells you about adjutants, um, which are Reaper based Cerberus weapons, basically, um, which are basically Cerberus has been making their own husks, but like way worse. <laughs> so, yeah, 
you're like okay cool great i love that um mm-hmm. and irene is like clearly very shaken by them yeah. she says um i watched friends get turned into monsters and i had to kill them yeah sort of an echo of uh garris's thing the conversation with garris yeah. yeah yeah i also want to point out in the uh when you were fighting your way here, we hear Cerberus talk about like, there's target alpha, get her. And, oh yeah. Um, Arya is like, Oh my God, they're trying to take me out. And Irene's like, actually I'm target alpha. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the absence of Arya, Nyrene has, has like become sort of the de facto like leader yeah. here. Um, yeah. and she is like public enemy number one. <laughs> so badass. Yeah. It's really, anyway. it's really good. Um, so then uh, as Nairene's like explaining to you like what Talon has been up to and like what her goals are here, um, Arya's like, actually, what if I'm in charge instead and we do my thing? Um, and they, you know, butt heads a little bit over that. Um, and Nairene is like, uh, Arya wants to basically mobilize the civilians against Cerberus. Um, and Arya's mm-hmm. like, or, uh, and Nairene's like, well, no, because then they will die. And like, that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Arya's like, uh, no, all the people on Omega, like, love to fight and, like, are bad people. So, like, <laughs> they would love the opportunity to do this. And she's like, OK, well, how are you going to get them to do that? And then she's like, uh, Arya's like, hey, Oz, who is her, like, man in the chair, Solarian, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, like, Pashmian or whatever. And she shows yeah. up on all the TVs in Omega and is like, hey, mm-hmm. fuckers, I'm back. Let's let's take this shit back from Cerberus, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. She calls them. She says, you are the lawless of the galaxy. Um, yeah. You know, fight back and and kill the shit. And I said, this kind of has like deplorables energy um, in like a really <laughs> kind of shitty way. Um, it does. But yeah, uh, yeah she said. But the people are hyped. The people are hyped. Uh, it's, she says it's a chance yeah. to strike against your, uh, the oppressors. So I guess we're we're in the midst of a civil uprising. <laughs> so let's Mm -hmm. uh let's do this and nyrene is like not super hot on that but it is done and so she can't really do anything yeah and and Arya knows now like this means that nyrene will will get involved with what we're doing in order to like protect civilians so she was like manipulating right she says she's uh predictable which makes her easy to manipulate i think is is the Mm -hmm. phrase uh which comes back in a moment uh yes it does um so cerberus begins pushing against this talon base so we begin to go make plans for that but before no yeah okay we that's yeah Yeah. we we fight here um there's like yeah i i mean i turned down because i (laughs) played it last minute i turned down the difficulty to i didn't go all the way to narrative but i did do casual Mm -hmm. just to like get through the the fight scenes quickly but it reminded me like oh yeah the all of the fights pretty much in this dlc are tough like they're tough there's yeah it's not an easy um uh combat but um yeah so like you it's kind of cool because you like split off to um defend like the landing pads mm-hmm. and then nyrene's like okay and we need you at the main door so then you like go and like meet back up with yeah. her there's also this cool thing that they do um a few times in this this dlc yeah. where like as you enter the battle arena there's like a big explosion yeah. where you see you like a bunch back. of like people yeah, yeah and you see a bunch of people on your side get like taken out yeah. um it's like a very i don't know it starts everything off with a literal bang yeah it, it makes fun. it feel like this is like a living thing like a living mm-hmm. uh uh 
conflict um yeah that's like happening whether you're there or not and you're just coming in in the middle of it mm-hmm. there is one of them where you like open a door and there's a dude right there who gets a grenade thrown at him and blows up yeah uh that was like kind of horrifying um they're intense but it is it is really cool because like you make your way back to the main gate and it opens up and you know another explosion happens mm-hmm. it's like oh my god so then we hold off that uh that push also and once that is over nareen is like okay we are with you you know we will help uh protect the civilians etc etc uh and i bet aria you know said that i'm like a good person which makes me easily manipulatable uh and mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is almost verbatim what she said yeah uh, which i think is also <laughs> like a really funny lens into their it's, previous relationship yeah you can you have the option to lie yes be like no she didn't say that uh which i i forget what happens i know i've played this before and and done all the renegade options nice. but i don't remember what the <laughs> what the options are there but yeah it's it's very funny to me that they they give you the choice to lie but but yeah shepherd's like yeah she thinks she's playing you <laughs> and irene's <laughs> like well she's not um i'm gonna keep commanding my people yeah but yeah we'll like work together to to get rid of cerberus yeah. Uh, and so then before you leave to go start the next wing of this mission, you can talk to Irene. She's like, hey, can we talk alone for a minute? And so then you go off and you talk alone because uh, you're, you're getting ready and Ari is like doing preparations and stuff. And uh, if you do decide to talk to her, I think you can say no. You're like, yeah, I think this will probably be the only chance for us to talk where Ari is not around. Uh, so let's, you know, let's let's chat. Let's dish. Let's see what's going on. Do we skip some stuff? Did we? We might have. This this is, yeah, this conversation was back at the talent bunker and then we go back to the. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The um, Aria's bunker, I guess. And like talk about like what the plan is, which is like we're going to take the force fields down Um, like the talents will like distract Cerberus with ground combat. We'll take the force fields down. So all the people will be free. Um, Cerberus will have a million fires to put out mm-hmm. and it'll be like chaos. And Shep's like, oh, be <laughs> careful. Don't compromise your alliances. And she's like, fuck you. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. we know that like the general is using like a reactor that's deep in the mines to power the force fields. So we're like, okay, we can take this route down here through like this, like, you know, shut down sector. Mm-hmm. And Nyreen is like, I am coming um, because I want to make sure those force fields go down for good. Like I don't. And Arya is like, it's almost as if you don't trust me. And Nyreen is like, I don't trust you. Correct. Yeah. That's why I'm here. What did Jin say in that in that instance? Did you say like we have to trust each other or did you say fuck trust? It doesn't matter. We're together. Oh, I, Jin said we have to trust each other. Courtney was like, um, it doesn't matter if you trust each other or not. This is the these are the alliances we have. We just have to make it work. Yeah, that seems like a Courtney thing to say. Um, <laughs> and then. Yeah, then I think we have that conversation where Nyreen, it's like we're OK, we're going to head out. Yeah. And Nyreen's like, hey, can we like chat? Yeah. Um, there's also a thing that happens in in the Aria bunker with the, there's an Asari who's like on uh, her Omnitil talking to someone oh, named yeah. Ruck, who is, I guess, her partner. Um, and like he is missing somewhere on Omega. And she's like, OK, well, you know, his, his Omnitool is broken. Um, and so she's like, OK, well, I will lead you through. Like, I basically know, you know, I can look at the map right here. So just tell me what's around you, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like really, really lost. And she's like, I can't believe like, only you could get this lost, et cetera. And then 
uh, eventually she realizes that he is in the middle of a Cerberus controlled area and is like, you have to get out of there like right now. And then he stops responding. Oof. Yeah, it's really sad. I thought that was going to turn into like a, hey, can you find my boyfriend mission or something? Uh, oh. But it's not. It's just sad. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Bummer. yeah, I guess if you're looking to feel bummed out in this mission, there you go. <laughs> R.I.P. Huh. Oh, did you talk to Herit here? I did talk to Herit and I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not actually find what he asked me to find. You didn't find the couch? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. <laughs> so Herit is the Elcor shopkeeper that you meet in Mass Effect 2. And mm. he's like, hey, so the general threw out Arya's couch at Afterlife. And I know she's going to want it back when she like you know, takes over again. So I would like to curry favor with her by like finding it. Mm. Um, so if you can just like find, if you happen to come across it, can you send me the coordinates so I can return it to her? And Jin's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And there is, so do you remember the moment where like you like, it's, it has something to do with like the dam. You have to like, yeah, like, go into the control room, like, yeah. to, like lower the dam or whatever. So then you can like go across. Um, you have to climb down and the couch is like down there in a little area. And so you like, you know, interact with it, send the coordinates to, to Harriet and Arya goes, is that my couch? Which <laughs> is very good. Wow. Um, but yeah, we should talk about this, <laughs> this conversation with Nyreen. Sorry. No, like, you're fine. No, no, so you're good. Um, yeah. I, I glossed over that stuff for some reason, but yeah, so we can talk to Nyreen alone. Uh, and she basically reiterates to you, like, no matter what, I want to keep the people of the station safe, um, mm-hmm. no matter what that means. Uh, so please just like think about that when you're making decisions. Like I back me up if you want to also help the people here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, OK, so then you can just ask her a whole bunch of stuff about like her history and the general and um, the, her relationship with uh, Aria. And you ask, you know, how she ended up meeting Arya and stuff and she says she started showing biotic abilities when she was enlisted in the uh, Turian military and they locked her away basically um I don't understand this okay I was gonna ask like is it a thing that Turians aren't supposed to use biotics or something I don't know I actually take a moment for me to look this up because I'm so curious about it sure yeah I also felt like that was really weird and a thing that I feel like should have come up at some point that like Turians don't use biotics or whatever I, it, it's really bizarre. Nyreen Kandros left the Turian military after the emergence of her biotic abilities. Oft suspicious of biotics, the Turians shipped Nyreen off to the Cabal units what? where her abilities and experience were grossly underutilized. I like I don't know where that I've never encountered this lore before. Maybe that it's just somewhere deep in the codec. Biotics are uncommon. While admired for their exacting skills, biotics motives are not always fully trusted by the common soldier. Turians prefer to assign their biotics to specialist teams called cabals. Biotics are virtually unknown in the Salarian military. Those with such abilities are considered too valuable to be used as cannon fodder and assigned to the intelligence services. Yeah, it's apparent. Okay, so according to the Codex, they're extremely rare in Turians and Salarians. Hmm. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I've, I've like never encountered that before. Yeah, biotics are uncommon. Look at that. Learning thing, new things. We're learning. So yeah, she she was bummed about not being used <laughs> to her full potential. So yeah. she left the military. Yeah, so she left the military and they're like, oh, and so then you found Arya. And she's like, well, I was kind of lost and ran into Arya. <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of explains, you know, they, they kind of immediately hit it off because they were, you know, she says that she saw 
the things that she wanted to be in Arya, and she thinks mm-hmm. that Arya also saw that in her. Uh, so yeah. they were like that was kind of the dynamic of their relationship. But she then she says, says her strengths mirrored my insecurities. There it is. That's what it is. Um, I didn't write down that line, but I did write down uh, one of the last lines here. Um, mm-hmm. She says, uh, trying to be with her turned into trying to be her. Mm-hmm. And it was not good for either of them. Um, and so you can choose to be like, oh, well, you should have just become Aria. That would have been great. Or you can be like, yeah, it's probably a good thing that you, you, you know, ended up yeah. calling quits, which is what I did say. And so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of their whole thing. Yeah, I think it's so like going back to what yeah. Aria said, which is like, oh, she just like couldn't keep up. She couldn't like handle my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she just like didn't want like at some point it was like your way or the highway. And right. she was like losing herself in the process. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's such like a complex kind of um, dynamic for the two of them. Like it could have just been like, oh, and Irene's too soft and she always wanted to save people and I didn't. But it's way more complex than that which I um, think is kind of cool. And it's like, you didn't even have to go that hard, but you sure did. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like I said earlier, it's like, it's like a really well-written relationship for the, the, Mm -hmm small amount of lines we get about it uh so then you can also ask about the general um and she tells you that when he showed up and like you know took over he offered amnesty to anybody who would join him so she like Mm -hmm. lost a lot of people uh to like joining cerberus and then you're like oh so he's got kind of like a moral code or whatever um because he you know did keep up his end of the bargain i guess you know for people who joined he didn't like turn on them and kill them Mm -hmm. and she says yeah he has a code that doesn't exactly match with the elusive man's uh which Mm. indicates you know maybe you can manipulate him in some way or like trust him a little more at least and then there was another thing that i didn't write down that you could talk to her about um for some reason um the adjutants um which it's basically just like yeah they haunt me it sucked okay um and also she uh, talks about the force fields and she's like oh they disintegrate flash on contact they're powered to you know run them must be enormous yeah uh, which it is surprise uh, and so then uh, the plan now is to head to the mining facility uh, and come into come into afterlife from you know below or just from a secret way mm-hmm. because every other direction is blocked off by force fields so you kind of have to go this way or you don't make it there so you head mm-hmm. to the Ezo processing plant and the power's off so you mm-hmm. have to uh I and just wrote, suddenly yeah. we're in a horror game again again um <laughs> low-key mass effect 3 one of the scariest games of 2012 um 2011 whatever um mm. so you are making your way through this spooky place you hear uh some sounds and you're like oh my gosh it's the adjutants um but you don't run into them when the lights are out It's just it's purely atmospheric, which, Mm -hmm. again, this game does really well. Uh, Really smart. You're expecting a jump scare the entire time. The whole time. Come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the way that they've laid out the facility, like there are so many different ways that you could get to the elevator at the end. Like you could you could just Mm -hmm. run straight. (laughs) But if you run straight, you're running through like this path of dead bodies. So. Mm -hmm. purposefully I think they did that is like you could run straight and just get right there 
Or you could take these stairs down to your left, which don't have any dead bodies on them, um, which is what I did. And so I kind of worked my way around through this like maze that I created for myself because it is pitch black except for your flashlight. And then you make it to this elevator. And I just thought that was like, it's just really, really clever design. Um, and mm-hmm. like we've talked about before with the, the other stuff that they have put in, put you in complete darkness for. Um, it just works really well. Yeah. So you make it to the elevator, but obviously the power's out. So you're like, okay, well, I guess I have to turn the power on. Uh, and luckily to turn the power on, all you have to do is follow a glowing pipe and then hit the on button. Um, <laughs> yes. And that's it. Uh, but mm-hmm. once you get the power on, that is when you are uh, right. come upon by a adjutant uh, that busts through a window. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's cool. And uh, you are forced to fight it. Um, big dudes, mm-hmm. they got pouches on their back that you can shoot. That hurt them a lot. Very blue. Um, very blue. And um, that's about all I got to say. They're just, they're they're kind of buff, weird looking husks. Um, yeah. And uh, they're not that hard to take out. Um, at least. No, I didn't find. Yeah. Uh, I was just, just like two overloads and then shoot, shoot them a little bit and they die. Uh, mm-hmm. It was great. So you make your way back to the elevator and you are hit by a couple more adjutants. And then as the elevator is coming, they throw some more adjutants at you and then you make your way up the elevator mm-hmm. to when you're yeah. when you're in there Nirene's like something's off because yeah. like they killed all those like Cerberus dead bodies that were in there but mm-hmm. like they didn't turn them into more adjutants yeah. which is like not consistent with like what Nirene knows of how adjutants work yeah which is a hint that something's going on uh and then once you make it out of this area I think you find a data pad or maybe you just like puzzle it out like oh they locked this place down on purpose because I guess adjutants got loose and they didn't want them to get more into mm-hmm. the base. Um, mm-hmm. So they powered everything down, trapping those Cerberus guys down there with the adjutants. I just keep thinking of fucking Fire Emblem. It's just so funny that they're called adjutants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, yeah, you had to the upper level where the reactor is and you come out of this elevator and you're in this giant mine. And the first thing that I thought of was like that scene in mass effect one that we talk about all the time Mm. where you like step out onto the like side of the citadel when, when the gravity is all gone and like you're looking and you can see like the reaper all the way, like, I like it. It's that level of like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So this this is one of those set pieces that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really cool. Yeah, really good. Uh, and like there's there's at least one spot where you can like look off the side and you can see the mining facility like actively working. And Aria comments on that like, oh, they're running the drills too hard. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. like, you know, everything's gonna bust whatever, which is uh you know, I guess the game signaling to you like Arya cares about this place and Cerberus doesn't, but it does just look cool. Um, so you make your way through all this. You do some shooting, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then you finally make it to the uh, main reactor to turn the force fields off or whatever. Uh, and you get there and surprise, you're trapped within the force fields. And Oleg is like, sorry you made it this far but you're not you're not going to make it any farther like i purposefully you know funneled you down this way this was all going to my chess plan (laughs) and aria is like okay 
fuck that and begins to try <laughs> using her biotics to rip a hole in the mm-hmm. force field which mm-hmm. is so fucking sick so badass oh my god yeah. it was so cool uh, and so then as she's doing that there are mechs coming at you and you have to take them out while she's doing that uh and she eventually does get it open enough for you to be able to jump through um mm-hmm. and uh, uh run to the generator yeah Nirene says, how did you know you could do that? And she goes, I didn't. Yeah. So so you make it to the generator and you are able to, you know, you have two options here. Basically, Um, you could just like hit the button and turn the power off. But it is revealed that the power for these force fields is also connected to the power of a bunch of places where there are civilians. So like if you just Mm -hmm. hit the big red power off button, like a thousand plus people thousands maybe um will just like Like they'll lose life support right yeah they'll basically die Mm -hmm. so you get the option to renegade interrupt hit the big red button or try multiple times multiple times that option you you can you can um you know override or whatever or like just like choose Mm -hmm. the specific things you're trying to turn off to turn off these these force fields it's an intense scene too because like Petrovsky is talking at you like oh like she doesn't care if people get hurt because like Arya's like just over just turn it off Shepard like we don't have time for you to because Shepard's like trying to reroute it he's mm-hmm. like we don't have time to reroute it um, and Irene's like no you have to reroute it like yeah. you can't so you have like three of them coming yeah. at you they're all coming at you and the, the, the renegade interrupts keep flashing on the screen like right. hey you can hit the right trigger to like do this if you want right now uh, yeah. and then a Eventually, uh, Nyreen gets like taken out and they're like hiding in cover. And Arya's like, I'm she's we're going to die if you don't do this mm-hmm. right now. And Oleg's like, oh, it would be a shame if something happened, blah, blah, blah. It is like really, really well constructed scene, like it is, so yeah. fucking tense to the point where I was like, after like the third time you could do the interrupt, I was like, maybe I do do the interrupt because it seems I, like, yeah, it seems like someone's going to die if I don't. Um, right. But I did not do the interrupt and nobody died. I didn't either. Which is great. So <laughs> my notes say, I think an Irene might die. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, never mind. Um, so, <laughs> uh, then uh, we so the, the force fields get powered off when we all reconvene. We get back together. Um, and Nyreen thanks us for saving innocent lives. And Arya is like, how many fucking times do I have to tell you there are no innocent people on Omega? Like everybody here <laughs> is a bad person. So like it wouldn't have been yeah. that big of a deal. And she's like really upset that you, you know, took time and didn't just like hit mm-hmm. the big red button. And Nyreen's like, it doesn't matter. It's done. The force fields are down. Let's move on. Um, right. And uh, Arya like brings up to Nyreen. She's like, you were really like a sight to see against these mechs like why do you get so fucking tense around these adjutants uh and i didn't let her keep going i i did the uh paradigm yeah. interrupt of, so of like, I. yeah um you're like look it, it there, there's, there's a lot of shit going on it doesn't it doesn't uh mm-hmm. benefit us to like yell at each other etc yeah but she does she does say like i'm i'm trying to help her like yeah it's called it's tough, tough love, love. yeah like which is obviously bullshit but it it does like it does make clear like she she cares mm-hmm. there's still some feelings yeah. there yeah cool anyway yeah um so you make your way uh continue like you make it to another elevator to get your way up to mm-hmm. uh afterlife uh and as you're on your way up bray is like 
Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, uh, it seems that they have set up bombs to blow up the central column um, to cut mm-hmm. us off, cut you off from getting to afterlife. Um, so you stop the elevator uh, and and get out uh, to mm-hmm. deactivate these bombs around the central column. Yeah. And Irene around leaves here at some it. point here. Yeah, she she splits off to like, I guess, keep you know like go like lead the ground assault because those are that's what the talons were doing mm. so yeah it's just you and aria again this is where i found the couch right um hashtag is that my couch <laughs> and uh so yeah you just sort of fight through you find the support column um there's this thing where like you have to disarm there's like four bombs around the room and you have to disarm them while fighting off like cerberus which is like very like frantic. I, because I was playing on casual mode and because again, this is my want, I just brute forced my way to the bombs mm. um, and like avoided fighting as much I as possible. I also did that. Yeah. Yeah. Which worked. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nyrene is like advancing on afterlife through the markets mm. And she's like, hey, Cerberus is like targeting civilians. There's a lot of casualties. And you can sort of like tell her like, oh, save save the civilians or don't worry about them. Just like get to afterlife or Mm. whatever. I picked the Paragon one. I also Um, did. Yeah. Save the people. Save the people. Uh, And so after you do all the uh, bomb deactivating and you take out all these dudes, you're like, all right, what next? (laughs) Like, how are we getting to afterlife? And Arya says, like, how about we take the straightforward way for once and like shoots this (laughs) giant fan with a biotic like stopping yeah. it and and sh- revealing a door behind it uh and so we take that door and we begin to uh climb our way uh to afterlife there are some adjutants that we fight uh in the vents and then we uh or no we don't fight them we see one on the other side of glass uh attacking some service units because we're like oh we hear we hear shooting it must be the talons or whatever and then Cerberus guys get like blasted through the the window and you're like oh never mind uh and then you see an adjutant take out two Cerberus guys and then you come across a bl- a, a busted like glass. <laughs> I'm gonna say tube again, but what what <laughs> what was the thing? A tank? A tank. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um. A, a tank that was like obviously this is where an adjutant was stored at some point. Uh. And you hear like as you're making your way up to it, you hear the like beginnings of a video file like repeating over and over again. Um. And there are three video files that you can watch that are basically different stages of Cerberus, uh, experimenting on people slash adjutants to make it so that they can they have full control a over the adjutants and b over when they like turn a person into another Mm -hmm. adjutant um so that explains why the cerberus agents that were stuck in the uh mineshaft were not turned Mm -hmm. into adjutants um so brutal stuff um yeah cerberus Uh, is full evil now in case you forgot (laughs) right so then we continue our way through uh, and eventually make it to the Gozu into the Gozu district, which is just like the the markets that you have seen in the past mm-hmm. uh, in Mass Effect 2. And when you arrive there, uh, Shepard's like, oh, this seems familiar. And you like can yeah. see, you know, you see where like all the Vorcha were like hanging out underneath, like eating trash or whatever they were doing. Um <laughs> They were. They literally were eating trash. I'm not trying to say anything like mean about the Vorcha. Like they were down there eating trash and you're like, hey, it sucks that there's Vorcha down here eating trash. And then everyone you talk to is like, yeah, it's just kind of what it is. And you can't do anything about it. It's like, well, that fucking blows. Um, so 
don't come at me um <laughs> hashtag is that my couch i can't stop thinking about it um, yeah <laughs> so you you continue shooting your way through the markets um and uh you finally make your way you just like open a door and there are two talent guys there and they're like oh it's okay they're they're nice and it's like I feel like if this door was about to open, I would have accidentally shot somebody. But they're just like right yeah. there and they're like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and as you walk through this area, and I don't know if this is contingent on whether like on the answer you give uh, uh, Nyreen or not. But as you walk through this area, the preacher, the like end of the world, mm-hmm. Batarian preacher who was on Omega. Yeah. Um, is there with like 20 people, 30 people around him. Like, I told you it was coming. Yeah. We should we should be grateful to the gods, whatever. Wild. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, did you have the dialogue with Arya about Morden? Yeah, there's like a she said she she uh prefer she says, uh, I liked it, it yeah. I liked it better when Morden was here shooting looters. Yes. And Jin's like, yeah, Morden's dead. He does this uh, the same thing again where he's just like, Morden's dead. Yes, like it's, it's not, like totally like, like completely unceremonious. <sighs> um and she she says pity. He was a very practical sort of Solarian. Um, Which like are there uh, impractical Solarians? I feel like I know. That's I know kind of their whole Isn't shtick. That, yeah, like I I didn't really get that. Um, but sure, yeah, he was. Morton's and he dead. Loved to sing powder okay. songs. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> so the uh, you are making your way through to like get to Nareen, um, and as you're approaching, um, she is like, uh, I'm going radio silent. Something's not right. Uh, and you arrive at where she's supposed to be and you're like, hey, where'd Nareen go? And they're like, uh, she went to Afterlife. Like, oh, OK. And so like nobody went with her to Afterlife uh, because I guess she told them not to come with her. Um, yeah, well, I think we we got a like message from her like, oh, something's. Yeah, she says something's not right. Um, so I'm going to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we get a cut scene of Nyreen mm-hmm. arriving in Afterlife. Uh, there are a bunch of civilians in there. Uh, or like I guess just outside of afterlife mm-hmm. like defending themselves uh, against some adjutants that show up um, and Irene shows up does some shooting and then takes the grenade belt off of a Cerberus officer activates I, I guess at least one of the grenades um, and then puts herself in like a biotic bubble as we show up uh, and Nyreen and Arya make eye contact and the bombs go off and it, she dies um mm-hmm. brutal dude absolutely brutal yeah but then Arya fucking loses it uh and like tears all tears the doors like open to afterlife um as you are put thrown back into gameplay um mm-hmm. you see her like jump through the door in slow motion like explode yeah. these guys and so you run up after her and you're like hey hi and then she continues on this like rampage uh another slow motion explosion which is very fun uh mm-hmm. and um we arrive in afterlife proper uh mm-hmm. where petrovsky is up in her like you know elevated area that was above what used to be the bar which is now just an open area hmm i wonder if that's going to be used for anything mm-hmm. uh and he's like hi fuck you <laughs> it's like Arya is just like really mad like i'm gonna kill you and uh in my notes i wrote here petrovsky has set a very specific trap for Arya, which i guess is yep. like chess you know he predicted he thought yeah. two moves ahead or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know um so she jumps across like what used to be the bar to try and jump up to where petrovsky is uh and it's not the bar anymore it is now just a very specific trap uh to mm-hmm. hold Arya. uh 
you know, spread eagle or whatever, uh, unable to use her biotics. Yeah. And yeah. It's like it's got like both her arms and both her legs like yeah. restrained, basically. Yeah. Uh, um, and so then we have to go around and open the shield generators and then blow them up. And we have to do that. There's four mm-hmm. of those uh, while yeah. there are a bunch of dudes around this. So many. Yeah. I was so glad that I had turned down the difficulty for this because I, I remember when I played this previously dying so many times. Yeah, I died. Uh, I think I died three times. And when you die, whether you have freed Arya or not, it puts you back at the very beginning and you have to do mm-hmm. the shield thing all over again. And it's like so it's frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I eventually did get it and I killed all the guys and we did the whole thing. And yeah. When you when you free Arya, she like fights with you yes. again um, and she she's like, I'm back, fuckers. It's extremely good. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's really good the first time. And then the other two, the other three times, it's like, <laughs> yes, you are back. Um <laughs> But so once you take out the final guys, uh, Oleg orders everybody, all the Cerberus agents to surrender and put down their arms. Mm-hmm. And he uh, unlocks the door to the uh, his battle station, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Arya immediately goes in, obviously, and begins choking him out. And he's like, wait, you're going to kill me. But I surrendered and like, I'm giving you your stuff back. And like, I was, yeah, I did everything I should have done. You should let me go. Mm-hmm. Um, he says to when he, um, when like he originally took over Omega, yeah. he like specifically let her go. Yeah. Like he let her escape. Yeah. Um, uh, she's like, yep, that's true. <laughs> you did do that. Uh, and obviously he was just trying to like curry favor with her so that he she wouldn't kill him. Um, but that is mm-hmm. not what stops her from killing him. Uh, it is both Shepard and Nareen's influence uh, over her in, in this mission uh, that. Um, oh, yeah. She does not always <gasps> really spare him. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Your decisions okay. throughout determine whether or not she she spares him whoa um so if you've um been like consistently taking the paragon options she spares him Mm. um and it affects like the content of her speech as well at the end which we'll get to um but if you have consistently taken the renegade options she will kill him wow she'll just choke him to death so yeah not not uh, nirene always dies sure um but yeah the the choices that you made throughout will affect whether or not Oleg makes it out of here. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, so for me, I guess, and I guess I assume for me you too. as well, um, she mm-hmm. spares him, but she like strangles him to the point of like being about to die. And she's like, I want you to remember this because if you like go back on your word or whatever, because he says that he'll he'll go to the Alliance and like tell them everything mm-hmm. he knows about uh, Tim. Uh, and she's like, if you go back on your word, like you will feel this again and then you will die. So, like, don't mm-hmm. forget. Don't forget this feeling. Uh, yeah. She says she's letting him live uh, for my partner and for the war against your master. And once she lets him go, he is once again extremely smug. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, you, Shepard, get a, re- a chance for a renegade interrupt, which I did take the first one, uh, which you like <laughs> hold your gun up and is like, uh, you know, if you don't uh you know like what's what's to stop me from killing you right now etc something like that um and he says that you know he has information on tim and then you get the option to actually shoot him if you want uh which i did not take um and <laughs> yeah i didn't take any of those renegade interrupts um 
But yeah, he is being a piece of shit. He's like, oh, like you made Arya softer. Oh, I'm going to have such a comfortable life as an Alliance POW. <laughs> Maybe we'll be friends. He is like yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I thought very hard about taking the interrupt, but did not. <laughs> and then you just tell Bray to take him away mm-hmm. um, and have like one final chat with Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you talk to Arya and she's like, you know, I, I spend one, you know, a few hours with you and I get all soft um mm-hmm. like i can't believe you you've you're you're like infectious or something i think she calls you a virus or something mm-hmm. um uh and then she gives a big speech to everybody on omega like hey omega's ours again i'm back in charge i know that i wasn't always the most popular uh but now we have freedom again and if you find any Cerberus agents round them up and let them go uh just mm-hmm. like get them off our station um yeah instead of saying uh, i assume round them up and kill them so this is this is again something that changes depending on uh whether or not you like whether you take the paragon or renegade options because mm-hmm. the the decision that like oh just round up cerberus and like get them off the station that's a paragon thing yeah. if you chose renegade options she will um she'll be like yeah like go get revenge on all of these <laughs> yeah. service people basically yeah um also if you've um if you've been inconsistent like if you've like gone back and forth mm. kind of um like aria will sort of like i don't know if it's like ask for your advice or whatever but like you you can basically make one more paragon or renegade choice that determines which way her speech goes oh interesting um, i didn't even clock yeah. that that was like a a choice yeah hmm. Um, but yeah, in the, in the Paragon version, she also is like, I know I haven't been popular or whatever, but like now my mission is securing the station and like everyone inside of it. Like she's sort of like accepted, like for better or worse, I am like responsible for the well-being of the people here. Mm-hmm. She says, no one will imprison us again. We may be bruised. We may be bloodied, but we are Omega. Yeah. So then Shep leaves with Bray and the last shot we see (laughs) as we leave is like, oh, like, you know, people are like starting to gather around um, afterlife. Um, We see like a Turian like dragging a Cerberus Mm -hmm. guy by the heel, which is very good. And the lights and like signage in front of afterlife turns on again. And it's just shots of asses dancing Mm -hmm. And then the door closes. Perfect. Perfect ending. Absolutely. Just chef's kiss. That's fucking cinema, dude. That is. Oh, my God. Uh, I said, go, queen, go. It's so fucking good. I I loved it. Um, yeah. This mission is so fucking good. It's really, really great on a whole lot of levels. Um, and I, I had a great time playing it. So mm-hmm. I think it is an objectively really good mission for some reason doing it the third time. I kind of just wanted to get through it. Yeah. And so this is this is what I know. And I was like, I have some, like I surprised myself with my feelings about it because it is I think it is like a good DLC. It's just I don't I don't always I don't love any time the game takes away the squad. I don't mm. know why, um, but something about having my squad with me is like so important to me on these missions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like, because it hits the same narrative beats over and over again and is sort of like 
constantly kind of hammering you with like the oh Arya is so brutal oh Nyreen loves the civilians I'm like I get it come on let's move on yeah but I think like it's it's fun on a first playthrough it's just a little tired I think after the third time yeah I think I mean it, it, it to your point about taking the squad mates away I mean that's such a, a huge part of this game is kind of crafting it to be the game that you want it to be with the people you want to be with. And when it turns into, you know, it's not exactly this, but when it turns into like an uncharted or like last of us type deal where it's like, you're playing the story that, you know, naughty dog has set out for you to play and you don't really have any agency here. Um, but I mean, they do give you agency in the choices you can make Paragon renegade, et cetera. But like, uh, I feel like those choices are kind of dampened when, those are kind of the only things you get to choose are like a few dialogue mm-hmm. options that kind of change how how the, the ending goes. But um, right. And it doesn't even change that much. Right. It's just like the thing, you know, what does Arya say at the end? Um, right. And like, I feel like doing that mission with all of the renegade options to me doesn't make a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's just it, it's like you st- the characters start the the mission and end the mission in exactly the same place. Arya hasn't changed. Right. Like, um, if you if you go that route, so like that's kind of boring to me. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, I love to let her just be her bad self. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Paragon option also, like I said, because I like I like bad Arya. It also feels very like. Why am I like forcing this like obvious baddie to like <laughs> care about the civilians? You know, it's yeah. like a little bit like it feels a little bit ham fisted. Um, but like I I don't know. I do like at the end where it's like, OK, at the end of the day, she like realizes that she has like a responsibility by virtue of like having such like authority over the station. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just being like a little too hard on it this time around. And I don't know why. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say you're being too hard on it. I think, you know, I think we on this show bring a semi-critical lens at some points. And I think after seeing the two main variations and then playing it another time, I feel like that's a perfectly valid thing to like start noticing yeah. kind of the cracks, you know, in in the the in the mission um, and the, the storytelling and stuff. Um, but yeah, playing it the first time, doing kind of a mix of Paragon and Renegade and getting the Paragon ending, uh, I think is like a perfect experience mm-hmm. for this DLC. Um, yeah. And Nyreen's in it, so. Nyreen's great. She's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to a real one. Um, mm. But yeah, so that's uh, that'll be it for us. Oh, I just wanted to say you get 400 war assets from this mission. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, uh, I think it's like in order to like maximize your war assets, you had to have the DLCs, I believe. If I yeah, which is also kind of shitty. Yeah, Um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that'll be all we'll talk about today. And once again, I had the thought today was like, oh, we're only talking about one thing, so we won't be that long. But we are now at an average length. Um, I nope. I knew I was like, this is a long DLC. We should make it its own episode. (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely a good call. Definitely a good call. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so great time. And 
thanks um thank you <laughs> for listening everybody as always um if you want to find us on the internet we are asyncpod.tumblr.com we are at asyncpod on twitter those links are in the show notes as well uh thank you once again to scout wilkinson for our wonderful wonderful art uh also quick shout out to scout's dad who is playing mass effect yeah. uh is, is playing legendary edition i believe um and has has made it to you know uh through uh mass effect one uh to the point of the rachni queen and saying that he saved the rachni queen because his shepherd is quote also uh is, is quote a soul survivor too which is so sweet and then also he decided to go full paragon because he wants to be nice uh so shout out to scout for the art and shout out to scout's dad for wanting to be nice thank you also to amaranthan for writing our intro and outro music uh his music is really great you can find his Bandcamp link below uh and if you would like to follow us online or follow me online uh my links are in the show notes but like i say every week just join the discord because that is where i hang out that link is right above the chapter markers in the show notes uh kim where can people find you i'm at okimis on the internet great (laughs) um i'm so tired uh yeah that's that's gonna do it for us this week man i just totally uh that's gonna do it for us oh, this week man. we will be back next week we really um, ran out of energy at the end here yeah, yeah. uh i definitely want to do the uh perseus veil vale, like quarian mission so whatever that okay entails uh okay I, I think i would like to do i think it's sort of if i recall correctly um sort of like the tuchanka missions sure. where like it it breaks up into phases so okay. we can like decide how much we want to do okay um but yeah, that is, I'm very excited to do that stuff. It's very good. Okay. Do you think that's a whole episode then? Because <laughs> I have. Um, If we do all of it, it's a whole episode for sure. It might okay. be more than we can do in a whole okay. episode. All right. Well, then we will uh, play it by ear Let's, as we always yeah. do. <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah. And we will, I'll get better about tweeting about what we've played um, each week. I've been bad about that. Social media. Social media. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening. You can rate review us on your podcatcher of choice if you would like, uh, or you could just tell people that you like listening to this show because we appreciate Thanks. it. Um, yeah. we'll see you next week, but Kim, what are our final words for this week? Hey girl, it's been a long time since we talked. How are you doing? Um, I just, I wanted to reach out because I have this business opportunity that I think you're really going to be great for. Worst garbage, the online.